Hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, hey, before we get into the episode today, I uh, want to remind everyone that we are doing a cool thing at workinggainstgravity.com where if you use the code INSIDEWAG at checkout uh, for one-on-one nutrition coaching, you get $50 off of your first month of uh, one-on-one nutrition coaching with one of our coaches. Um, it's a really sweet deal. Um, and if you've been on the fence about maybe getting a nutrition coach and taking your nutrition more seriously, this is a great opportunity for you to jump in and see what it's all about and what we have to offer. So uh, once again, it's Inside Wag, capital letters, one word, at checkout for $50 off of your first month of one-on-one nutrition coaching. Hey gang, what's going on? Welcome to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. And today we have Jessica Holton on the show. Uh, Jess is a graduate of MSU. Uh, She graduated um, as a teacher and taught for six years. Uh, She is a level two CrossFit coach, also certified in CrossFit gymnastics. Uh, Been a WAG coach for coming up, what is it, six years in July? Is that what we Yep six years in July. Um, She is uh, Precision Nutrition Level 1 certified, and she's also certified through Girls Gone Strong for prenatal and postnatal nutrition coaching and also some training uh, for that, for those kinds of women that have just had babies or in the process or pregnant of, uh, you know, getting into into those stages of their lives. Um, And we are also married. In case you couldn't tell from the <laughs> from from the last name, so Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's great to finally get you on. Yeah. Um, as our listeners are probably aware, Jess has come up a handful of times on previous podcast episodes and just normal conversations. So we're excited to finally have you on, Jess. So thanks for uh, thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah. All right. So the first thing we want to get into it's a pretty obvious answer, but. Who do you live with and where do you live? (laughs) Well, I live with my husband, Josh, and uh, we have a three-year-old son, Milo, Um, and uh, soon to be, we'll have another little one in our household as well because I'm pregnant and we're due in early June. Yep, little girl. (laughs) So that's incoming. Very exciting. Um, Yeah. And then uh, just... Other than that, just a sassy geriatric tabby cat named Kona, um, who's 18 now and still kicking. Wow. Yep. Yeah. She's had nine lives for sure. She she Um, made a, I think she made a guest appearance on the Matthew and Jordan's episode. In Jordan. You can you yeah. can hear her in the background actually. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. she might she's sleeping down right under my desk, so it's very possible you could see a tail kind of go by the the screen. But um yeah, we live in uh northern Michigan in Traverse City, um, which is very snowy and cold right now, but it's beautiful. We get four seasons, so um, you know, summertime you really can't beat it. So yeah. I, I love that. I'm curious how does uh, Milo feel about uh being a big brother? You know, he seems to be excited about it, but I don't think, we don't think he knows exactly what it means. So like right now, Sissy is 
in mama's tummy and like it's you know she's not vying for our attention as much and so maybe when she comes along it's going to be a different story but right now he's excited so yeah Yeah. not quite accepted nor really understanding what that means yeah yeah Yeah, the world is going to break wide open (laughs) yeah 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 we'll see how how he feels about it once she's here so that's going to be fun june that's going to be here before we know it i know it's crazy coming quick I think she wow. on uh, one of the apps that Jess uses. It said like eighty nine days or something. Like it was like we're like, oh yeah. wow, it's coming up so fast. Yeah, baby countdown. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. How fun! You guys are gonna have fun though. And yeah. yeah, Milo's gonna love it. I bet. Well, another thing that we talked about a lot was that right when Milo was born, it was December of two thousand nineteen. So it was very very cold, and then just when things started to like warm up COVID hit and everything was locked down. So we were excited to have a child when the world isn't locked down and it's also in the summertime. So there's like, Mm. we can actually get out of the house and, you know, maybe do some things or go for walks, just little things like that, that we didn't, we weren't really able to do before. So, um, might make the, might make it a little bit easier. That might be the part that makes Milo jealous. Because <laughs> he's like, I wasn't brought into the world that way. That's crazy that you yeah. just get to just you get all this freedom. Like yeah. I had to stay in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, it'll be great. We're we're very excited. Um, I guess uh, the my, the next question we we always ask our guests is how did you get into like the health and nutrition in the first place, and then we can kind of talk about coaching after that. But like, what was your first like foray into um, sport and then, you know, later on through college and, you know, your journey, how'd that go? Um, so I went to a really small school. Like I, my graduating class was 52 people, which was like twice as large as Josh's. Cause I think he graduated with 23. Um, wow. That's true. It's true. Yeah, mine was small. <laughs> but, you know, like when you go to a school like that, you can do everything. So I played basketball and I ran track and I did volleyball. And, you know, outside of like athletics, I was in band and NHS, like National Honor Society. Like you just kind of do it all because you can. And um, so I, you know, was a three sport like athlete all through middle elementary, middle school, high school. And then um, just kind of was like a gym rat when I was at MSU, um, did some like running and stuff around campus, but nothing too serious. And then when I got out of college, I um, got really into running, like distance running. So I did um, mostly like half marathon kind of distances. And then that kind of transformed into doing swimming and biking. So I did some triathlons, um, like mostly like sprint and Olympic distance. But uh, we, I did do a three-day Ironman, which was pretty cool. Like a group wow. of ladies who I swam with um, were planning like swim one day, bike the next day, run the third day. Um, you know, those Ironman distances. So I did that with them and that was pretty that was a great experience um and then you know I wanted something in the winter time to supplement all of that like endurance training so I think Josh at the time was doing um lifting and like 
there was a physical, it wasn't CrossFit, it was a physical fitness facility right next to like a kind of a local gym um, called Fort Fit um, that we have in town. And so I thought, well, I'll try it like just to, you know, like make me stronger for my biking and swimming and running, whatever, just something different. And that was kind of like the beginning of the end. That was in 2013 or 2014. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, 14 stands okay. out for some reason. Like, just Yeah. So um, just kind of started doing more of that and less of the endurance stuff. And, mm. um, you know, got pretty like, got pretty into it. Did my L1 maybe years later through CrossFit just for my own I didn't even want to coach I just for my own like knowledge and experience and by that time we had there an actual CrossFit gym had opened in town that we joined so like we had totally like drank the Kool-Aid you know what I mean yeah <laughs> um and yeah now it's been about eight years that I've done Cross, CrossFit only. I mean, a little hot, little hiatus into powerlifting in there and like Olympic lifting, but um, yeah, I feel my best and uh, feel my most like athletic. When I did powerlifting, I just felt like I was made out of wood. It like was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just did not yeah. feel um, athletic at all. But uh, yeah, and just the community can't beat the community. So um, yeah, and we, you know in the midst of all of this an opportunity came up i don't know if josh has talked about it on the podcast but the the crossfit gym we were at kind of they decided they didn't want to do it anymore and they approached josh and his now business partner brad about taking it over oh there's kona um and so <laughs> i could hear i could hear yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, fast forward to now and um you know they've owned crossfit due north for the last six years so that's been our home and that's cool uh, i don't think i'd realized that it was an exchange of hands uh of the gym but i imagine in such a small yeah. town that probably wasn't a yeah. competition you know gym around the right or something. Yeah. yeah 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 and it was um i mean a lot of the same people who were at that original like functional fitness facility fort fit were also at that other crossfit gym that opened and are still mm -hmm. with us now. So that's pretty cool to like have a core yeah. like community um, of people who've been together for that long. So that's really neat. Um, how did, so I know you, you've, you've been pretty consistent with CrossFit and then you kind of like, you know, dipping your, your, your feet in the water with powerlifting and some other things, so the supplemental things, but how did you, how was that change from going from somebody who kind of chased the endurance, the cardio, the, you know, kind of the rat race of cardio, if you will, you know, um, and then finding this other sport that probably demanded far more of your body than what was yeah. that experience like and how did that change how you looked at your nutrition? Um, well, what was interesting was that when I was doing all that endurance stuff and actually it started in college, I was like vegetarian and even like leaning towards vegan that's right so, I about this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> that was we were, a phase a phase yeah, of our lives <laughs> about a ten, about a 10-year phase yeah wow um and so you know that outside of like those guidelines those parameters of like not eating meat and like for a period like not eating eggs or dairy 
Like there was no macro tracking really. There was no my fitness pal. It was just kind of like, you know, guidelines that we were following. And that seemed to work okay, but you know, you don't know would I have felt better? Like if mm. I would I have performed better, would I have recovered better? It's hard to know. Um but at the time, I mean, anytime you start something new, it's weird, right? And if like as a girl going into a gym and this they like this particular gym um that the functional fitness facility was attached to is like you know 80s rock was playing like every day it was in their like you know dudes like in their 40s and 50s were like the main you know like clientele so you just you feel kind of out of place and I think I went in armed with my like self magazine like 12 week (laughs) you know, bodybuilding program or whatever. Ripped it right out of the magazine. Yeah. 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 And I mean, (laughs) the internet was a thing. So I could Google like what these movements were, which is what I was doing, um, you know, for a long time, just until I became familiar with it. But then once you're actually coached by somebody and the coach at the physical fitness facility was um, an L1. So that was like a big change was actually having coaching versus like when I was doing more endurance kind of stuff I was just kind of solo on my own and Mm -hmm. so it was nice to have some guidance but yeah it was a big learning curve like I was googling a lot for a long time there just trying to figure out what I was doing and leaning on the coach and the other people who had done it for longer and so yeah That'd be nice to just allow somebody to kind of take the reins a little bit and kind of step away from the self-efficacy part of it, which is valuable in those early phases, of course, because it does lead you to where you ultimately needed to be or wanted to be. Um, It's that trial and error of giving things a try and just realizing what you actually love and stick with. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, That's that's great. Yeah. I do remember this and this is pretty timely because we just got done with the CrossFit Open. One of the first workouts I did had wall walks in it and I remember like you don't use your upper body a whole lot when you're when you're swimming yeah but like (laughs) biking or running like not so much and my upper body was so destroyed after this (laughs) like workout with wall walks and it's like they're still around you know what I mean like was that the clean and handstand push-up was it handstand push-ups it wasn't an open workout it was just like a class programmed workout that we did yeah. yeah And I don't even think I, I did like high reps, but mm-hmm. I remember like shaking when it was happening and afterwards my lats just being so sore. So kind of funny, but yeah, <laughs> yeah we just went through that again. Yeah. <laughs> Wall walks. Heard about it. <laughs> Chris is like, yeah, I heard about it. it sounded rough. It. Well, yeah. Well, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, you're you're in college, doing the running thing. Uh, got got into CrossFit a little bit. What about um, as far as getting out of college and then uh, work prior to WAG? Um, how did that go? What uh, what was your like trajectory coming out of college? Um, well, I went to MSU to be a elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a little bit of a hiatus in there where I was looking for a job, but um, you know, within a year found a teaching job at a local elementary school and taught like um, I had young fives for a year and then first and second grade um, for the rest of my time. So 
And then, so you, you were a teacher for six years. Yep. And then we, I mean, we got hooked up with WAG about the same time. Um, I remember listening to that podcast with, um, with a D and, um, I think it was a barbell shrug podcast. I think just about every <laughs> WAG coach that we've talked to has like mm-hmm. referenced probably the same podcast. It's probably end up being the same, the podcast. same episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we first heard about WAG and then, uh, we signed up for the wait list. We were on the wait list mm-hmm. for quite a while. If I remember right. Um, we both got coaches at the same time. Um, and then we were with WAG for a couple of years before we actually got interested in doing it. I like being coaches and uh, mm-hmm. kind of following that through. Um, what was it like to m- actually make that decision to leave teaching and become like a full-time nutrition coach? It was a big leap. I mean, you know, you, especially when you, I went to school by that time I'd had my master's. Um, so you invest a lot of time and energy and your lifestyle is, and your friends and your, you know, your community, um, is tied to one thing. And then to like, kind of, it it was just a big leap of faith to hope that it worked out. And then, and also I remember telling my parents, like, I'm going to do this thing, this online nutrition coaching. And they're so like old school. They're like, you know, they want to be supportive, but also like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But by that time, like, you know, like you said, we'd been WAG clients ourselves for such a long time. And we had subbed a little bit for WAG. Um, So we had kind of dipped our toes in there. Um, And, you know, I just thought, for one thing, it made such a huge impact, like, on our lives and on not only, like, performance and body composition, but just, like, confidence and um and that knowledge about food and about ourselves and our relationship with food and I just like really wanted to pay that forward um because I knew what a transformative thing it could be and honestly coaching is very similar to teaching I mean obviously like I had six and seven year olds so it's a different ball game with like working with adults but um you know, a lot of the same principles of like asking questions and, um, you know, like supporting people where they're at and like taking incremental steps forward, like a lot of those things paralleled. So, um, so it was a big leap, but I'm, I'm glad that um, I did it and it has worked out, you know, we're almost six years now. Um, So that's pretty cool. That's a good uh, point on the alignment of like um, your strong suit as a teacher and having that capacity to teach and to show people or children how to learn, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of like, you know, just telling them things, but explaining why behind things. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense why you'd probably be naturally inclined to want to pursue the coaching uh, through WAG. But was there a particular point in your journey as a client with WAG that like kind of sparked this like idea that you could actually do this? And then that was like a kind of like an opening to be like, whoa, I never thought that was like an option or like, how did that process, like, how did you make your interests known that you yeah. like, oh, I want to try this out? I want to try to be a coach. Yeah. So, um, so I remember asking 
um, my coach with Kelsey at the time, who I think you had as a coach too, right, mm-hmm. Chris? Yeah. Yep. Like, I remember ha- just asking her, like, hey, what does it take to become a WAG coach? Um, and so she kind of, like, gave me the lowdown on the process. And she said, I think you'd be great at it. And that was kind of, that was such a, you know, getting that, like, verification from her, that, like, um, support from her was huge. Um, that you would be a good candidate. Yeah, that, that I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, you know by then you like I think we I don't know if it was like nine months in six months in like but we had been like living it like you know what I mean like really doing it really like went all in on it um and so I think that was huge because just having that experience as a client you've gone through those ups and downs and dealt with all those like challenges that come up navigating the weekends and, you know, learning how to meal prep and like all those learning curves um, that you go through. Um, You know, I, I just thought like, I think I could support people in this. And then hearing that from her was like, okay, let's give it a try, you know? Mm. So (laughs) sealed the deal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We kind of came into it. Like it was a fortunate I mean, for for both of us, the timing was okay, was good because WAG was really looking to sp- like bring people on, you know. So mm-hmm. it was kind of the timing, you know, matters. And so we we both kind of like said, "Well, this is our shot. This is our chance." And so we, yeah, decided mm-hmm. to to go for it. But um, I th- yeah, to to Chris, to your point, I think it's so important. We've heard this from other WAG coaches as well that like the sharing of experience, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to go on the internet and find a a diet plan or a macro calculator or something that is just like plug and play and you can go Mm -hmm. and do it. Um, And for some, for some people that works really well, but when you have someone that you're communicating with and talking to every single week that can say like legitimately say like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it Mm -hmm. actually happened to me last week. You know, like that, that really makes the difference. And um, yeah, I just, I remember uh, a couple of things that like Jess was going through and, and talking to Kelsey about, and Kelsey was able to help her and say like, yeah, you know what? I've been where you are right now and here's how we can work through this. And then that's, that's exactly like what Jess does with her coaching too. So mm-hmm. pay, paying it forward. I love that. Best way yeah. to mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. No, you were definitely in good hands having been coached by Kelsey. And, yeah. yeah, you were in great hands. So yeah, yeah. that's go. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, so what we'd like to generally ask all of our coaches to Jess is um, maybe it's not a proudest accomplishment or moment as a WAG coach, but like, has there been any like really just standout aspects of being a coach, a nutrition coach for the last six years? And like, is there just kind of like a general theme that you're, you're happy about working with clients or is there some particular stories that really stand out for you um, that just kind of, I don't know, remind you why you made this choice, <laughs> you know, make yeah. you feel good about that. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think, you know, having like done WAG since, 2015 and then a coach since 2017 like thinking about how much my life has changed since 2015 you know um I have gone through periods where I've been very like dialed in you know what I mean like 
hitting macros to a T. Life is very regimented. Um, you know, gym time is very regimented, very few like surprises pop up. And then fast forward to having a three-year-old being so sick during my first trimester, like (laughs) it's like survival mode, whatever, like kids get sick or they have dental emergencies like we had last week or like whatever things come up. And so running the full gamut has given me like a much greater appreciation and more kind of like coaching tools in my toolbox to work with clients who are at all different stages of their journey, um, especially over the last couple of years, pregnant and postpartum women, um, or, or even dads who are, are like, you know, people who are making that like parenthood transition. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like is my jam right now because we, we lived it and we're living it. And, you know, it's, like, I, I think that that it's a really challenge. It can be a really challenging time, but it can also be like a really important time where taking care of yourself is really important because that can go by the wayside really easily. Um, so I think like this time that I'm in right now where I'm working with a lot of those people who are going through um, that transition has, is like my favorite time because it's one, it's near and dear to like our hearts. But two, um, like I said, like self-care can just get on the back burner when you're Mm -hmm. taking care of like young children. Um, So I love, you know, reminding people that like you got to take care of yourself too. So, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've had some experience working with new parents too. And I think it's really cool that you have the added benefit of that it is such a fresh thing for you with Milo only being three and then a second one on the way. It's like who better to hold people's hand and help them through that yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. time than, than you guys, you know, who have been through it and lived yeah. it. So um, that's really cool. What a great answer. Yeah. Um, kind of along, along the same lines as, as that, I, I would say, what's, what's a piece of advice that you really, I guess maybe we can break it up into two parts. So the first one, what's a piece of advice that you really like to give clients that you really like to tell them and then second and again this could might be different but what's something that you feel like a lot of people need to hear they might not like it but they need to hear it when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to dieting and like getting their health like all balanced out um well so kind of going back to the teaching thing i used to have a sign outside my classroom door that said excuse the mess we're learning in here and I love using that for coaching too because you know sometimes life is kind of a mess and sometimes like things come up but like we're learning and we're getting better and even if it's one percent every day or every week like that's progress you know where are you going to be and three or six months down the line, like even if it's messy and oftentimes it is messy and it doesn't follow like a linear, you know, improvement pattern. um, It doesn't mean that it's not working. So I think that's important to remember. Um, And as far as like maybe something that isn't always like a popular thing to hear, maybe like focusing on, behaviors and choices instead of outcomes. 
um, because it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the number on the scale or, you know, whatever changes in your photos. Um, but the fact is like, we don't have a lot of control over that, but we do have a lot of control over the choices we make day in and day out in terms of what and how much we're eating and how much we're moving our bodies and, um, you know, to a certain extent, like the quality of sleep that we're getting or how we're managing, managing stress. And those are the things that are going to move the needle, you know, whether it's body composition or performance or whatever. So like make a goal, put it on the shelf. So like it's there, you can like see it every now and then check in on it, but like focus on what you're doing because those are the things that are going to impact whether or not you get there. So that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully said <laughs> the journey, um, the journey, yeah, the journey absolutely the journey. is no key advice in there. And, uh, yeah, especially to future parents or well, yeah. soon to be new parents. Cause it, again, <laughs> it is filling your cup. So it may spill yeah. over into your child's life, hopefully, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you can't show up and be the best parent if you're just running yourself down to nothing all the yeah. time, which is yeah. a big part of being a parent. But yeah. if you want to show up and be the best at it, then yeah, you got <laughs> yeah, to put some work in there, you know? Um, so kind of a fun question we like to uh, ask coaches too, like we got to know about you and kind of understand your history and, you know, how your journey to finding WAG and uh, the last six years of being a coach. But what's just maybe something out there unusual that people may not know about you. Oh, any crazy um, human talents or anything or, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I, my, my superpower in the gym, I don't think I could do it right now <laughs> being like six months pregnant, but my superpower in the gym is that I can do Karen, which is mm. 150 wall balls unbroken. So that is my, my gym superpower. I don't like to do it, but now that I've set that standard, people know I can do it and mm -hmm. they request it. Yeah. So I feel pressure. Oh my gosh. Anytime. How many times a year would you do it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe twice a year. Um, That's and I'm pretty, I'm pretty worthless at, in, in class after that. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, during when I was at MSU, a friend and I took a semester off and moved to Hawaii for three months. So that was like a, like, very out of character, because I'm very type A, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, planning, um, and I like to be in control and whatever, but we like had an adventure and um, took some time out of school to do that. Um, I can't whistle. I don't know if that's a fun fact, but <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's so good. I know uh, actually a handful of people who can't whistle. Yeah. Can't whistle. Yeah. No, I love so, that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever made it a goal to figure um, out how to whistle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, good. I think when I was, I think when I was a kid and now I've just kind of resigned my fact, like resigned okay. myself to the fact that maybe it's just like not in the cards for me, which I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the Josh, things. Can you whistle? Yeah, I can whistle. Okay. Yeah, All right. So someone in the whistling. couple could whistle. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It may know. come up in life. You never know when you may need you it. You never know. Yeah. I can't do, you know, like the really loud ones. Like people mm -hmm. will do like it. Like, I yeah, don't know. Like I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't know how that works. Um, no. I cannot do that, but I can whistle like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do that. Mine's like a, you know, um, is it in Winnie the Pooh? Like the, um, 
one of the characters like whistles when they talk maybe it's the rabbit or something like that's what i sound like when i try to whistle it's like air (laughs) (laughs) they're passing through a burst hole with nothing no sense yes yeah Yeah. i forget about that you can't whistle i forget about that yeah yeah yeah, even Josh relearning things about his own yeah. podcast. I love it. Now you got me thinking about like you got me thinking about the sport whistle, like how yeah. to how to do that. Um, but there's a cool thing called YouTube. Maybe I'll look it up sometime. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, like we spend a lot of time together. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but for obviously for those that don't know us like super well, um, what's in what's something that's happened in recent memory, like an experience that has been really fun or um, profound for you? Oh, man. Um, the well, dentist I mean, appointment last week doesn't count. Yeah, that was not <laughs> fun. It was, yeah, it was an experience. But, yeah, um, an experience, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, having a three-year-old boy is pretty darn fun. Um, like, most of the time he's got his, Halloween astronaut helmet on for breakfast at 6:45, so that's kind of like how we kick off our day. Yeah, I love um, to see that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so cool. he loves it. And recently, he's been getting like the inner his uh like beach toys, his like the you know tubes and and life jacket and whatever, and wearing those around the house. He's really excited <laughs> about the beach this summer. But um. You know, like I said, we just got done with the open and for the first time since COVID had uh, kind of brought back our Friday night lights at the gym, which was just super cool. Like, you know, even if we had a lot of people show up and do the workout, um, you know, like 20 to 30 plus um, on those nights, but probably like two to three times as many just come and hang out and um and that's just so cool that people choose to spend their friday night with you you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and i do miss that (laughs) yeah 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 it's just so cool um just that community is huge so and we um did this thing called the intramural open during it where members were broken up onto teams and you just do fun things like you know like post a video on the Facebook page of you doing fitness in public or wear your CFPN swag, like outside of the gym and you earn points for your team. Um, so that got really competitive and that was like a lot of fun. Um, another community building thing. So yeah, I mean, three weeks is long enough for the open and for three Friday night lights. Like I'm glad it's not five weeks anymore, but that was probably the, the coolest, most fun thing that's happened recently outside of family stuff very cool yeah after the last three years and so yeah that had to be a really tremendous moment actually yeah yeah (laughs) we did it like once last year because we were still at this point last year there was like another surge or whatever you want to call it and so people were kind of getting nervous again and so we did it one night and all the members were like why don't we do this every night (laughs) Why don't we do this all, you know, through the whole open? And so it was, that was cool and like kind of reaffirming that it was a, you know, a cool idea. And so this year, yeah, all three, the last three Fridays at the time of this recording, three Fridays <laughs> in a row was, um, yeah, really fun. It was really cool. So. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys have that community and uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, Milo and the new one will get to be a part of that as well, too. So yeah. he's coming into That's the right. world and with a <laughs> bunch of love and acceptance and support around him. So you got guys got to love that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, I th- well, I mean, is there anything else, Jess, that you want to like share or uh, you know talk about as far as WAG goes um, before we sign off? Um, it, I, I guess the only thing I would say is for people who are just starting out um wag on their like nutrition journey or maybe they're just coming back to it um you know after some time away is like just hang in there you know the first there's a learning curve even if you've done something before like if you're at a different point in your life it's gonna look and feel different so like just give it time and give yourself some grace and don't expect perfection um you know you can set high expectations but like don't be so hard on yourself that you quit before you like give yourself a chance. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I kind of think about it like, like when I used to run a lot and the first mile or two even like sucked, like your body is not warm. Things are hurting. You're like very aware of everything. And then once you like get into your groove and like warm up and stretch out and get your cadence going, like it feels so much easier and more effortless And really, I think we all find that with clients a lot of times is after the first like week or two, it's like they've been doing it for months. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's just tweaks and kinks that you have to work out. But so that would be kind of my two cents for anybody who's like starting the program for the first time or who's coming back to it or, you know, whatever, just like give yourself some grace, know there's a learning curve and like stick with it because good things can happen. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Way to, yeah. Way to put it. <laughs> yep. Awesome way to sum it all up. Um, so yeah, gang, if you, once again, if you want to work with myself or Jess or Chris or anyone else that is on the WAG staff, uh, please go to working against uh, com and check out the one-on-one coaching that we do. Um, right now, if you use the code inside WAG at checkout, you can get $50 off of your first month, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so definitely check that out. If you're maybe you're on the fence about it, give us give it a shot. Really think it's going to be uh, one of the best decisions that you've ever made. So um, yeah, check it out. And um, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.